and uh, it's just good to have him in service with us and looking forward to uh, the preaching of the word of God today and tonight uh, in the services and also we do have a friend of ours a guest with us this morning and Miss Salita's here thank you for being here in service this morning we certainly love Miss Salita and I know she probably wouldn't want me just to focus on her for a little bit but we really appreciate her and she is Mariah's teacher and uh, uh, we, we uh, know and was concerned about the challenge that Mariah would be but uh, it just seems like they're a good match and Miss Salita is just doing so well and uh, Miss Salita told Katrina last night that uh, Mariah's already able to read some words and we didn't know that and uh, so uh, Katrina, she wrote those words down. She come in my office uh, last night, and she said, "Here, I think Mariah can read these words." And and uh, she stuck that word, those words, in front of her, and she said, "Bell," <laughs> and uh, she was so quick. And uh, so you're doing a great job. Thank you, thank you for uh, uh, what you're doing and for being in service with us this morning. It's such a special treat to have you. Amen. I'm glad the Lord's presence is here. Amen. Working in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. If you will, let's stand one more time. We're going to turn the service to Elder Lyle. Brother Lyle, we want you to sing. We want you to preach the word. Just do whatever you feel. And uh, I, uh, I appreciate Brother Lyle very much. And uh, he's taken time away from his church today to be with us. And uh, I know Sunday mornings especially are very special for pastors and Elder, I want you to know I really appreciate you. Thank you for being in this service today. Amen. And uh, just come obey the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Townley. God bless you. you. May be seated, everybody. Folks at Generette's been listening to me for over 35 years, and uh, so they need a little relief every once in a while. And uh, we come over here and share the misery with you. Happy to be in Jennings again. And I uh, appreciate the Lord. We've been coming here a long time. Uh, I try to remember when my first visit here. I suppose Brother uh, um, Solomon was probably building this church. So I don't know how long that's been. It's been a few days. A little water's passed over the brain since then. And uh, some of you... Uh, I remember your faces. I don't remember your name, but I remember your faces. Some of you have been here a good while, some longer than that probably, and uh, we're happy to visit with you today. Hope we can uh, say something that will help you down the long winding road uh, from earth to glory. I sure wouldn't want to hinder you on your journey. I never have went home from preaching and wished I had said something, but there have been a lot of times I went home and I wished I had not said something. Amen. And so I want to say something to uh, help you today. Brother Alexander told me one time about a man that took his girlfriend out and <clears throat> he asked her to if she'd marry him and she said she would. And um, he got silent. She said, say something. He said, I've already said too much. So I want to say just enough today. The Lord's good to us. You know, I was uh, thinking driving over. I was listening to uh, uh, the radio that's playing some gospel music. And um, whoever the announcer was was telling people that uh, you don't need to go to church, you don't need an altar, you don't need special clothes, or you don't need a temple. You can just right where you are, however you are, uh, talk to the Lord. And that is true. But I thought, man, uh, here I am for 46 years. I've been promoting the church and trying to get people to go to church and building churches and uh and certainly uh, the world of religion is opposed to what we're doing today. And they're telling them you really don't need all of this. But the Bible still tells us that uh, we should not forsake uh, what we're doing. 
doesn't mean you have to be all the time. Sometimes you miss, but uh, that don't mean you're forsaken. But there's a lot of people have forsaken God and the church and what we're doing. Amen. I still believe in the church today. Lift your hands and pray. When I was just a child, I heard a beautiful story. How the Jesus came and died on Calvary. And oh, I claim him way back then as Lord and Savior. Things haven't changed. You're still the same. You're still Lord to me. You're still Lord. You're still my Father. In little or much, I still feel your touch. You're still Yeah, still, Lord, 
just uh, a moment as I uh, turn to the word of the Lord. Since you'll be sitting there for several hours, you might enjoy standing up for just a minute. Hallelujah. I got a book full of preaching here, 66 books called the Bible, and uh, I'm not going to preach all of it to you today. Amen. Appreciate the faithful saints of God and uh, a lot of a lot of fine memories around Jennings and going to church here and preaching and being in service with you. I appreciate this pastor. He's a lot younger than I am. One of the reasons I really like him so much, I have more hair than he does. Amen. And, amen. I appreciate Brother Townley. He's a he's an outstanding preacher to me. And I'm glad for what he's doing at Jennings and carrying on the work of the Lord over here. And everything just looks so good. And that that says a lot about uh, how people feel about the church and the cause of God. And uh, when I drive up to a church and the weeds is growing up around the windows and the buildings rotted down, it tells me that people's not too concerned about God's house. Amen. I read about a king in the Bible that uh, he built a temple, but he built a house for himself that was far, far greater than what he did for God. One of these days, uh, we're all going to leave here, and the only thing that's really going to matter is what we've done for the Lord. I've been to a lot of graveyards and preached a lot of funerals, but I've never seen a U-Haul trailer behind the hearse. It don't matter what you have, how many stocks and bonds and and how much money and how many CDs you may have. Uh, That's just uh, toys that men play with, and there are pawns in the chess game of life. But uh, whatever you have, one day we're going to leave it all behind. And uh, we can't take it with us. Amen for a lot of folks. If they did, it'd burn up anyway. Amen. Amen. What we do for God is what's imparted. And uh, I appreciate men and women who give their life to the church and the cause of God. Thank God for Brother Townley. Amen. He preached for us when... uh, uh, he's young in the ministry, uh, Brother uh, Townley and uh, Brother Ben Weeks came by, and uh, can I tell you what I said? Yeah, they both preached. Brother Weeks could really sing. Of course, Brother Townley, Brother Townley, Brother Townley could preach. I said about Brother Weeks, I said, I don't know about him for his preaching. <laughs> Amen. Brother Townley he was an outstanding preacher back then, and and Brother Weeks wandered off, and I didn't see him for several years. And uh, and I began to hear some tremendous things from him. And, uh, amen, he is a tremendous preacher, and I love him dearly, both of these men, Brother Weeks and Brother Townley. I, I uh, esteem them highly in the Lord. And uh, they're both tremendous preachers and doing work for the Lord. I've said a lot of times, I'm fixing to preach, I'm, I'm going to talk a little while. And, um, amen, I've said a lot of times, we've had some wonderful young preachers 
that's preaching today. Somebody say amen to that. Uh, that are intelligent and that have uh, a lot of good things to say. And uh, some of our older preachers could have used some of that intelligence. Some of our older preachers could have used education. I'm not against education and intelligence. Intelligence and education is not enough. But when you couple that and join it together with the anointing of God also, Amen. When you've got intelligence and anointing together, amen, brother, you've got something that can shake the world. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for our ministry today. The world is in trouble. A lot of folks are in trouble, but I'm going to take God's doing all right. God's not in trouble. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, open with me to Matthew chapter 8. I've been preaching about storms lately. Uh, I, I don't know why. Preachers get veins of thought in their mind. and I've been preaching about storms. The other day I preached about a, a, uh, a perfect storm. I read a book about a perfect storm, and, uh, and uh, a true book. And then, uh, then I, I, I've been preaching about uh, what I'm going to preach today. I'll read you my scripture, and then I'll give you a... A subject Matthew 8 and verse 23, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye so why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? I want to preach to you a little while today about our storm. Proof experience. Let's pray again. Father, I love you today. I glorify you and magnify the name of the Lord. God, I thank you for the privilege to be where I am today and to be walking in your favor and in the word of God. Help us and bless us and help us to be a blessing today. Touch every one of us. Save a lost soul. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. amen. We must have in our life, and I'm not going to preach a long time. You can be seated. I know you are worried about beating those Baptists to the restaurant today. And before the crowd gets there, amen. And, but I have something in my heart. We must have in our life a faith that can withstand the stress of life and the tribulations that we face. There's a lot of uh, talk about stress today. Uh, preachers tell me that uh, uh, they go through uh, stress. And uh, I asked a preacher, what about? He said, I don't Amen. And uh, there, there is a lot of that. People, it's real. It's real. People face that, and people spend a lot of money uh, going to counselors and doctors to help them with the stress of life. Uh, doctors tell me that, uh, uh, that a lot of uh, maladies that come upon people's uh, Structure of their body or their heart and all of that come from enduring stress. I, I went to a doctor uh, a few weeks ago. I raised my arm and I saw a little bump under my arm and it was, I could feel it. And so I, I went to see my family doctor and he looked at it and he said, Oh, I said, it's nothing too much, Rev. But he said, um, 
He said, it's an infected gland, but he said, I'm glad you came to see me because it could be serious. And he told me a man's name, said he came in here with one and said it was as large as a softball. He was holding his arm up and said he died. I said, yeah, I know you're talking about. I preached his funeral, Doc. Amen. So uh, there are some uh, signals that our, our body sends. There are, and he said, don't let it scare you. Amen. There are some uh, signals that our body sends to, to uh, alarm us, to warn us that there are internal problems. And, and stress is, is one that's very real. And it causes problems of, uh, of the heart and the circulation problems. And people have heart attacks and their life is ended. The Bible said that that the day would come that men's hearts would fail them. And that, I'm told, today is probably uh, the number one killer and one of the greatest causes of it is stress. Uh, people uh, uh, go to doctors and counselors for, for help with the stress of life. And it comes about by our experience and the things that we endure. But thank God this morning for an experience with God that, that is anchored in constant prayer. And it is answered, anchored in faith and, and walking, walking with God every day and, and not knowing what, what tomorrow may bring and what will happen. Amen. I, I don't know after... After all these years of, uh, of serving God and after 46 years of, of preaching this gospel and, and 42 years of, uh, of pastoring churches, amen, uh, somebody, my wife and I this week were talking. I said, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I don't know what the future holds. I, I, I'm just here temporary. I don't know. Amen. I've been here a long time, but I don't know what a few days or weeks or a month will, uh, will, ha will happen, will bring about. Amen. But there's a song that I sang sometime, amen, about when God unfolds a rose. Just day by day, God, it's in your hand. Whatever you do, we're here today and, and we're gone tomorrow. Amen. But God help me, amen, while I'm here to do my best and to make an impact, amen, upon this world and the kingdom of God. And God, give me a faith that is anchored in the solid rock, that is anchored in prayer, amen. And that whatever takes place, that I'm not going to be uh, ruffled and, and moved and shaken, amen. God, give me a storm-proof experience. Amen, amen. I look at some of you. You've been living for God a long time. And uh, you, you're not serving God today because 40 or 50 or, or 60 years of serving God has all been easy and, and the road has been paved and there have not been any difficulties and there have not been any storms, but you're serving God because God gave you an experience uh, that could endure the storm. Amen. That whatever may come, and it's not a matter of if I'm going to live for God. Amen. I, I don't wake up every morning and decide, am I going to live for God today? Uh, or am I going to turn around? Amen. And I, it's currently what happens. No, sir. My faith is anchored in nothing less. Amen. Than Jesus. Amen. And his righteousness. My, my faith is anchored in him today. And, and when people walk in and say, Pastor, I need to talk to you. I don't know if it's going to be a good or a bad report. Seldom get, get a good report. Seldom ever does anybody say, hey, pastor, I just want to tell you I've got a raise on the job. I just come in to tell you that they made me the supervisor. I don't hear that very often. 
Amen. Very seldom do people come in and say, hey, I want to tell you, my boy and my girl is on the honor roll and, and uh, they're excelling and, and they're on the dean's list. Usually they say, hey, my daughter's pregnant out of wedlock and my boy was busted for drugs last night and my children are flunking out in school. Hey, but I'm going to tell you, whatever the report is, amen, I'm walking on with God. Whatever, amen, the news is, I'm serving the Lord. I, I read yesterday our illustrious president made a remark, and I read it yesterday. Uh, he was speaking somewhere, and he said, how many of you out there believe that America is the greatest nation in the world? He said, how many of you will help me change it? Amen. I'm telling you, we are, we are, we are facing uh, storms and and experiences that that many people are not prepared for. Amen. I see people sitting on the pews of our church, and storms are headed their way, Pastor. And I say, Oh God, I I, I don't I don't believe they're able. I don't believe they're capable of it. Amen. Too many people have an experience that is only good in the walls of the church. That is only good when everything is just just going according to the plan. Amen. They're like these little plants that that grow in a hot house, and uh, and uh, the climate is just right. It's never hot or it's never cold. And it's never dry. Amen. Oh, there's a moisture there that is perfect. It's, it's a hothouse plant. Amen. It's like a house plant. It was made, amen, to be nurtured and petted and, 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 uh, and given the best of care. And there are people that can survive when the church is having revival. They can survive, when, amen, when it's shouting and dancing and people's praying through the Holy Ghost. And they can survive, amen, when the soft south wind is blowing. Amen. They're like a plant in a hot house. But, oh, God, give us thanks some people. And thank God there are some folks in the church, amen, that were not born and cultured in that environment. But they were born in the midst of adversity and trouble and trials. You hear me? And whatever may come, the hot or the cold, amen, the desert wind and the hurricanes that may come, amen, they're anchored in Jesus Christ. Their, their, their roots are strong. Their, their roots are strong. Amen. Amen. And they're able. You know, you know these old trees. You see them out in the storm, the wind that is blowing, and the tree is rocking. You know what it's doing? Amen. It's being prepared for the big storms. Is that old trees rocking in the gentle breeze? You know what it's doing? The roots are moving, and the roots are reaching out and they're growing deeper. You know why? There's going to be some 100 mile wind and, and there's going to be some 120 mile an hour wind. Come on, you hear me? Amen. Some of us have been through some more than that. Amen. But thank God that when it's over that that tree that endured the little gale, that endured the little gentle breeze, amen, can stand in a storm. Amen. Because it's they're reaching out and they're digging deep. Or they may bend and they may sway and it may lose a few branches. But when it's all over, amen, it's going to stand up straight and tall. I'm talking about a storm-proof experience. Not a little hothouse plant. Amen. Not something that can only survive when it's 72 degrees. But thank God for people that can survive. Amen. When the hot wind is blowing. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Faith, faith. The temperature will change. The temperature will change. Uh, Brother Spell, years ago, uh, a young man raised in his church came in and, and started another church right down the street from the elder. And, 
and, uh, and some of the people went down there. And Brother Spell said, uh, an elderly lady came and said, Oh, Brother Spell, I've always, I've always wanted to work for the Lord in a smaller church. He said, Hang around. You might get to, to, to know what it feels. Just hang around. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you just hang around. You just keep living for God. You'll encounter it. Some folks say, well, so far, I've never had a loss. Just wait, you will. Just keep on serving God, you will. Brother Larry Booker was preaching for us, and he said, Brother Ike Terry said, Larry Booker, whatever you read about in that Bible, if you pastor long enough, you'll see it in the church. I said, I believe I'm in the book of Revelation today. Amen. You just keep on serving God. Whatever you read in that Bible. I'm not trying to daunt your faith today. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm telling you about the real life. I'm telling you about the real world and what it's really like. Amen. But God will give you something that will carry you through. Reverses that come and disappointments that come. And when things do not go as you planned in life. Amen. Life, life is not fair. Life is not fair. Amen. I, I visited a little old sister and prayed for her this week. My wife and I. She'd been laying for many years in a in her bed with her hands, her limbs folded, with bed swords on her body, her hands twisted and her feet twisted and gnarled. She'd been laying for years and years. And I told my wife, I said, you know, when you think about life, it's hard to figure it out. There's that little old sister been laying in agony for years, just mumbling. They feed her with a spoon. Bed sores, open sores on her body that never heal from the constant pressure of the bedclothes. And I said, I, I don't understand why young people Young men and women who are productive, who are producing, who are giving, who are producing in life, and why they die at an early age, and why they're called out of this world without a warning. And we bury preachers in the prime of life. And I mean, when they're doing a work for God. I, I know preachers today that are doing a great work for God. And I'm telling you, who said that life was fair? Where did we ever read in the Bible? that there would not be reverses and, and disappointments. Uh, there's another place that I read in the Bible, and I believe it was in the 14th chapter of Matthew. I'm just talking to you out of my heart today, an old pastor's heart. And, uh, and there was a bunch of men about to get on another boat one day, and there was an old preacher uh, that was uh, on that ship, and the Bible said as they were about to sail that uh, the south wind was blowing softly. And that old preacher said, uh, I've got a word from the Lord that uh, this ship should not sail. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be problems. Oh, they said it's never been a prettier day for sailing. It's never been better. It's a beautiful day. The sun's shining and there's a soft south wind. Oh, but he said, there's a storm out there like you've never encountered before. You've never faced that. And the Bible said not many days hence they encountered a storm. And the Bible said it was a contrary, a contrary wind. How many of you ever encountered a contrary wind? I'm going to tell you, I've faced some contrary winds in the last few months. I've faced some contrary winds. What does that word contrary means? Well, it might, it might describe your grandma. Amen. But, uh, amen. Amen. It might describe some of you. 
and testified and said, I've been serving God a long time and I hadn't cussed in 40 years. Somebody in the back of the church said, no, but you made a lot more folks cuss. <laughs> Amen. Bible said, the Bible said they, they encountered a, a contrary wind. Don't think you got it made because you're gray-haired. Don't think you got it made because you're 75 years old. I'm going to tell you, you can wind up in a nursing home and be a TV addict at 80 years old and die lost. You hear what I'm telling you? Don't you think that you're through serving God and praying and worshiping God? We none of us ever reach that place. Come on, you hear me this morning. You need God. You need to pray. You need to hear this preacher. Amen, if you're twice as old as he is. He's your elder in the Lord, and you need to hear him preach the word of God to you. You're going to meet some contrary winds. That word contrary means a fact or a condition that is incompatible with another. A condition that is incompatible with my condition. It also means, uh, contrary means an opposite. It's the opposite. In a manner that is opposite of what, what is logical or expected. Hey, life is not logical. Amen. Amen. Things just don't go the way our little mind thinks it should. Amen. Very few things are logical. God's ways are not always the logical ways. He said he chose the weak and the base, amen, to confound the mighty. Come on, you hear me. He chose the foolish thing, amen, to confound, amen, the intelligent man, the man of great wisdom. Why did God choose repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name? Amen. Anything but going down in that baptistry in Jesus' name. Anything but kneeling in that altar. Amen. And talking in tongue. Why did God choose that? Hey, because he's God. Amen. Because he's God. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Contrary winds. Contrary winds will come. And they will, they will capsize your boat. I'm telling you, a contrary wind, that's the opposite. It will capsize your boat. I've been traveling over the world for a long, long time. And uh, I've been around the world more than one time. And uh, many years ago, uh, I remember my first uh, flight on the Boeing 747, the jumbo jet with the hump on the back, four huge jet engines. And I remember my first time to fly, and I'm really not a fan of flying, but I've done a lot of it. And uh, I, I read a lot about that plane before my first flight and before, and many times since. And... Uh, Boeing aircraft came out with the 747, and when they announced a, an air, a commercial airliner that would carry 300 passengers, it was, it was unbelievable. I have, I have rode on one of those in, in special charter flights when they put as many as 500 passengers on one. And... Uh, but I remember reading, and I read again here just a few days ago, as they tested that plane, uh, special test pilots, and uh, that plane, uh, the wingspan is over 300 feet. You couldn't set it down in a football field, the wingspan. And uh, these test pilots loaded this plane knowing what the engineer said the, uh, the weight limits was, they loaded it way, way above the weight limits. And they flew this plane for hundreds and hundreds of hours before it was ever put online. 
and they flew it in some very adverse winds and conditions and uh, because they knew that day by day, year after year after year, that a plane was going to stand stress. I read some time ago there was a plane crash, and the engineers were examining uh, uh, why some one of the engines fell off and caused it to crash. And they examined uh, the wreckage, and they said it was metal fatigue. The brackets that hold the engine in place fatigue, stress, year after year of the stress. Amen. The thrust of that huge engine, the weight of that plane flying through the sky, metal fatigue. Hey, I'm going to tell you, stress is real. I'm talking about it. Amen. Fatigue is real. People, people are giving up. People are laying out of church when this is where they need to be. I'm too stressed to go to church. I've got too many problems. Hey, this is where you need to be. I've got too many questions in my mind. Hey, if you'll come out to church, amen, you'll get the answer to your questions. We we don't need a seminar. Amen. We, We don't need a special course. You know what we need? I built a church on just good old, amen, solid preaching. Amen. Preaching, 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 praying, shouting, altar calls, revival. Preaching, 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 preaching. Come on, you'll get your answer. You'll get your answer if you'll pray and hear the word of God. Stressed and fatigued. They flew this plane under adverse conditions. With loads that it was that it was not made for. It was beyond what it was engineered to stand. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, there's gonna be times in your life and living for God. There'll be time in raising your family. The load's gonna be greater. You said, I, I don't know why. Amen. I just I, how can I handle anymore? Amen. How, how can I deal with any more than I already have? Amen. God knew. God knew when he made you. God knew, amen, when he filled you with the Holy Ghost that there was going to be some tests. He knew there was going to be some adverse conditions. He knew there was going to be some storms. But he said, I'm going to give you an experience, amen, that is storm proof. Can I get a witness this morning? Hallelujah. The, the, the apostle, the apostle talked about, amen, something that he had in his, his life or his body or whatever it was. Amen. He said three times, I asked God to remove this thing. And I said, God, would you take it away? And you know what God said? God answered and said, my grace is sufficient for you. I designed you, amen, with this in mind. I made you with this load in mind. I designed you, amen, for a greater load and for adverse conditions. Come on, let's lift our hands. God, touch somebody today. God, help some saint of God that is struggling under the load today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for an experience that when things do not go as we planned, amen, we mapped it all out. Hallelujah. Just the way it should be, and it don't go that way. Thank God for something that said, we'll go back to the drawing board. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll come back next service. This is not the first day of Pentecost. This is not the first day of Pentecost. This church didn't just start this morning. Amen, amen. There's going to be another day. There's going to be another week. A pastor told me some time ago, said, I resigned my church. He said, why? I said, why did you resign? He said, we had a three-week revival, and not one visitor came. I said, welcome to the club, son. Amen. Three weeks and no visitor. I've gone for some time, three years without a visitor. Amen. Brother Lambeth worked for God for several years. Amen. He and his dear little wife blessed their memory in Brazil without a convert. 
They worked for the Lord for ages without one convert. Amen. But you know what he did? He was asked to preach a sinner's funeral one day. And there was a large crowd that came and heard him preach. You know what happened? God touched somebody's heart as the elder preached that funeral. And in the very next service, you know what happened? Amen. People came in and prayed through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Sea of Galilee is a, and I'm about to close, is really not a sea. It's more like a lake. It's called an inland sea. It's about six miles across. And I've been on it many times. It's surrounded by mountains. And uh, the Bible tells us and history tells us that it is capable of some very severe storms uh, because of the mountains around it. And when the wind comes howling out of the mountains, then the turbulence is not spread over a great ocean, but just a large lake. And these disciples were in the boat one day, and uh, the Bible said there was a storm called Eurocladon, a man that came screaming out of the mountains without any warning or any advance notice. Amen, but he came howling out of the mountains. And in just a little while, they and boiling, and the sea was tossing. And uh, they were fearful for their life. The placid waters of the sea were brought to a raging boil. Amen. But you know what? I read that when that thing was tossing and turning, Jesus was on board. Jesus was on board. And I'm going to tell you what, you, you, you won't survive the storm if you don't have the Lord. That's why a lot of folks are going under today. That's why a lot of church folks are going under. They haven't prayed in so long. They haven't touched God in so long. And they have covered their sins and they've covered their shortcomings. Amen. There is a lack of Jesus. I, one of the hardest problems that I have as a pastor is to get people to pray. They, is to, even in the midst of their troubles, in the midst of their storms, if you just pray. I was counseling a, a family a few weeks ago. I said, have you prayed? Have you, have you made family prayer a part of it? Well, not really. Do, do you get your children down and pray in your home? Hey, if all the praying you're doing is when you come to church, you're not praying enough. No, no, really, we're not. No wonder, no wonder the storm's about to get you. You, you, you don't have a storm-proof experience. But people who pray can survive. People who have a prayer life, amen, can overcome whatever they're facing because you got Jesus on board. You, you know, I, I was at the church praying one evening this week and, and, and the, the Lord spoke to my heart. And the, the Lord spoke to my heart as, as real as I've ever heard God. And God told me that I'm not praying enough. And the Lord spoke in my heart and said, your priestly duties will not compensate for the lack of personal consecration. And sometimes I, I get busy visiting the sick and visiting hospitals and preparing Bible lessons and going to church and taking care of business for the church. And preachers do a lot of things we used to never do. And I get busy in a lot of that. And a lot of time, a preacher's able to say, hey, I'm, I'm busy for the Lord. I, I'm working for the Lord. But God spoke to my heart this week and said, your priestly duties cannot compensate for the lack of personal consecration to God. No matter how many visits and how many hospital calls and how many Bible lessons, amen, that I prepare, somewhere or another, there's got to be a personal prayer. 
Somewhere there's got to be an altar. Somewhere there's got to be an all alone experience with God. Amen. That's what prepares me. Amen. With a storm proof experience. That's what makes him real. That's what makes the Bible lesson anointed. That's what makes, amen, the preaching have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When there's a burning bush experience down inside. Come on, saints, hear me. I'm preaching to some good saints this morning. I know I'm preaching to some, some saints who have lived for God a long time. Hey, if we ever in our life needed an experience that's stronger than the storm, we need it today. Be sure Jesus is on board. Hallelujah. Young people, you can face whatever you face in life. You can encounter it. You can go through college. Amen. You can serve God. You can come out. You can, amen, drink the sweet and spit out the bitter. And that's what you'll have to do in a college today. You'll have to listen to infidels and pervert professors. And you'll have to know what you believe when you start. I tell our kids in college, you better know what you believe when you start. You better, you better be rooted and grounded in God. And you better be rooted and grounded in your faith. Amen. You better have Jesus on board. Hallelujah. Amen. In order to make it in life. They found him, and I'm about to close. You can come to the music. They found him asleep. And they called on him, Master, Master, <laughs> care us not that we perish. Amen. When things happen in your life, when temptations come your way, marriage troubles, marriage problems, it's happening. It's happening. Divorces, divorces are happening to Holy Ghost people. Forty years ago, it was unheard of. It didn't happen. People that had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they didn't fuss and squabble. They didn't have marriage trouble. But how many, how many of you know it's real? It's real. My wife and I have been married a long time, over 45 years this year. Somebody asked me, said, if you all have a perfect marriage? No. There's no such thing. You take two people and put together different wheels, there's, there's no such thing as perfect. And I'll be honest with you, the older we get, the more we are married. We disagree more than we did when we were together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, hear me this morning. There are things that we faced that used to we never faced. But we're facing it today. And God, stand with me. God only knows what tomorrow is going to bring. A lady asked me several years ago. She went through something in the church. And she said, I, I met with her family. She said, Elder, can you promise me that this won't ever happen again? I said, no, ma'am. I don't, I don't promise you anything. Jesus said, through much tribulation shall we enter the kingdom. Jesus said, I have a baptism to be baptized with. And he said, how am I straightened till it be accomplished? And he wasn't talking about when John took him down the river Jordan either. There was a baptism of tribulation and agony and sorrow and disappointment that he was going to face. And he said, I shall not be straightened till it be accomplished. But I'm telling you what, God can give you a faith an experience with God, amen, that will carry you through the storm. It is a, a storm-proof experience. When winds are contrary, they found him asleep. You know why Jesus was asleep? He wasn't worried about a thing. He wasn't worried about the wind and the waves and the water and the storm. Amen, because he's God. He's got care us not, Lord, that we perish. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and praise Him. Amen. As long as the Lord is in control, 
Amen. It's going to be all right. We're going to go through some things, and we're going to be tossed about here and there. Amen. But we've already read the back of the book. Amen. We've already, we, we know how it's all going to end. We just don't know what we're going to encounter before then. God's going to have a church. Somebody said, Brother Elder, you believe God's going to have a church? Uh, let me tell you this. God's already got a church. God's already got. I've buried a church. I've buried a good church. Amen. I've buried some precious saints of God who lived for God, who walked with God. And they went through some storms, but I'm going to tell you, they had an experience in their life, amen, that was storm-proof. Amen. When they was being egged and rocked and stoned, amen, they didn't backslide. They didn't get discouraged. Amen. They, they, they just rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for the Lord. Amen. Amen. The back of the book said it's going to be all right. God's going to have a people of blood-bought, born-again children of God. I want to be in the bride. I want to be in the bride. Let's lift our hands and praise Him this morning. Come on, let's touch God. I feel Him. I feel His anointing. I feel liberty in this place. Amen. While they're saying, God, help us. Come on, lift your hands and pray. Touch God. God, give me a, give me a storm-proof experience. Amen. Give me what the saints of old had. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah.
The Lord understands each need. He understands where each individual is. God strengthen my brother. Touch my sister. Give them grace, God's sufficient right now. Let them feel your strength, your support, your grace, your mercy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In spite of the storm. Hallelujah. Oh,
you for the help you've given us from your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank God. We're going to continue to sing just a little bit more. If you'd like to bring your building fund and your offering to the Lord, you can feel free to do so at this time. Amen. God bless you.